You know, I guess happy to be back. I'm even jo- I'm laughing at their dumb shit, but it's good to be back. Sans pneumonia and still kicking. And uh, I'm going to tell some tales out of school here, kids. We are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a ghostly tether this week to Mr. David Flora, my my partner in crime, my not as sick as me lately co-host from parts unknown, Colorado. The ecto to your plasm. <laughs> that's yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the ecto in my plasm. Uh, why did that go sexual? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not I'm sure. The butter of your cheesecloth. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Uh, uh, how you been, sir? Other than uh, not as sick as me, and I'm I'm going to ride that for a while. Fuck you. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I haven't been in the hospital, so I Yay! can't counter that. Um, <laughs> no, I've just been busy, just stupidly busy. I, I can't always, explain to you. I always like, what are you doing? He's like, I got a meeting now. I got a voiceover thing. I got this, that, and the other. And then tonight I have to stab someone. So can I pencil you in after that? Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, the the stabbing thing's my hobby. I make time for that. So. Well, you know, when you Me got a time. tether from the lower fourth, you know, you got you to gotta tie it onto things like hobbies. Sometimes you got to stab people. You know how it goes. I'm, hoping, I'm hopeful that when I do stuff like that, you feel it through that tether. <laughs> It's like Get that Tomas rush. and Zaymot, like, like someone hits you. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tethers, or more aptly, hanging on by a thread, we do have a returning guest this oh, week. Oh, shit. You're right. I got to hit, hit the me. button. Actually, you hit it for me, conspiracy bot. His name is... Kevin Crispin. Did you mean it? Was that a real cheer for me? Yeah, I'm hanging on by less of a thread after that. Now, you know, I feel like I've been brought on here uh, on the episode, Brent, to tell you, uh, to your question, why did that turn sexual? The answer is, have you met Brent Hand? <laughs> you know, I think I can do things like that. And they don't have to be sexual. Well, right. But again, it's just I, most things I do, people look at me and go, God damn, that guy is sexy. So pretty much anything I do, I can be pumping gas. Someone's like, mm. yeah, handle that hose. Mm. He puts the lead Spray in unleaded. It. What'd They're you like, say there, David? What'd you say? I said, handle that hose. Uh-oh. Spray it. Oh, that's how I met Brent. It's actually. combustible. Handling the hose. Uh, I was handling a hose, but I was watching Brent handle the hose better. Mm. Now that's now some that high octane ate- sex. <laughs> now that we've alienated everyone, thank you, Gary in Omaha, for staying on. Uh- hey, Gary, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Gary. Oh my God. So, sir, how you been? We are we were talking about me being sick and David's busy. What have you been up to? Just hanging on. 
hanging on yeah. by, the, by that, that <laughs> by that thread you know mm-hmm. no i i'm uh uh doing the same old man i'm working on uh, my podcast you know about it you produce it it's called sad times yeah um, we got a pretty good back catalog going we're I'm, I'm very proud of you like a couple months worth of back in a good way that's yeah. great yeah um but yeah if you haven't already please check it out uh sadtimespodcast.com uh it is people telling very difficult stories from their lives but where appropriate we do um bring in you know i try to bring in or, or the guest tries to bring in levity uh to some of the more difficult times we know that everybody's gone through these difficult times the goal is for uh these stories to be told so that you know we can all feel a little less weird about talking about our own weird shit yeah. So yeah, check us out. Thank you. Yeah, weird shit is uh, sometimes just talking about it makes it feel better, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Or taking feet pics, you know, whatever you gonna do. Uh, what was the second Which one? Which is your new uh, OnlyFans, Kevin's Feet uh, uh, something like org or something. I don't okay. know. Anyway, yeah, dot gov. If you Only want sheds. to hear yourself on here instead of Kevin, I got to get this little housekeeping <laughs> out. Uh, send us a voicemail seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. We are overdue. We got one coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, we'd like to get some new with the old, so make sure you send us voicemails and uh, send us your weird stories. Weird at hysteria fifty one dot com. It's coming up on Thanksgiving. My birthday's the twenty fourth, so that's fun. Ooh. 28. You know, if you want to get me something, there's a new $150 bottle of Thanksgiving Malort, gentlemen. Is that right? It uh, is. What's in it? Malort. <laughs> and then oh, cranberry well, juice, sage, and David, if you're ready for this, turkey bullion. Mm. That's the good bullion. <laughs> when, whenever I've had Malort before, against my will, which is every time, <laughs> I could not help but think, you know what this needs? savory shit <laughs> turkey boy i do have a video of you eating some uh oh, vegemite man. we should get a vegemite and malort party going good lord what the fuck i don't mind malort vegemite lisa likes vegemite so we keep it sheets yeah, and toast yeah i you know i've had my one i had one shot of malort in my life because yeah. i was i lived in chicago for so long and people are like you should do it. i said i did it i've you done my to. shot thank you you have to yeah. yeah i almost threw it up all over the bar but i did it it isn't a quite i don't know that's quite either hate it or don't mind it i don't know that's a lot of people crazy. that are like i need that uh I <laughs> I need it. hell is real Hell. <laughs> Hell is real. Uh, well, thinking, uh, not thinking, but talking about things that we need, sometimes you need legal advice, like mm. if you kill a ghost. We're talking about killing ghosts or not ghosts this week. Can you, I got a little uh, exclaimer, disclaimer, whatever you want to call it before we start. If it's a real ghost, I don't think bullets are going to work. That's the ye of little faith. Yeah, uh, that sounds like somebody who doesn't opt for the silver bullet. Oh, son of a bitch. You can buy those. I just saw an ad for them. I think I said to Kevin, you can buy real silver bullets if you like paying for way too much. You know, you can never be too safe, you know, in, you know, dog man slash lycanthropy season that is the uh, the fall did you say lycanthropy season lycanthropes that was pretty good stuff Brent. you're you're welcome I'm gonna put that down on my resume. I got a, I got a compliment from uh, Kevin. along with, uh, uh, you know, multitasker. Well, you know, I, I like to have fun. You know, I like to say words like like anthropy and talk paranormal laws. Mm. I mean, right? That that's more fun than that kind of shit, right? Now, fun or not, this week's topic in- involves ghosts, mistaken identities, legal precedents. Though they were a little late. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I like the way you say it best. Say it for me, Mister Flora. 
Murder. Fuck yeah. Yes! Murder. That's right. It's ghost story time. Specifically, the Hammersmith ghost. Wait for it. You know what it was? It was a ghost that said it haunted the Hammersmith area of London, England. Oh. Oh, I early... thought it was. What's that? I thought it was literally a ghost that smithed hammers Uh-oh. to sell. Tang. You hear the ghostly tangs of the ting, ting, ting on there. He's making some ghost hammers. <laughs> ting, kong, ting, ghost kong. hammer sounds like a name of some shitty IPA that you don't want to drink that your buddy brings <laughs> to your party and leaves. Then you feel bad pouring it down the drain six months later. Not that bad. It, sh- it should be a name that goes with a good beer. Speaking of, uh, but idiots. it never is, is it? That's that's the. No, curse you already of the introduced me, Brent. I was I was going to talk. About. Do you know what Kevin drinks? <laughs> he comes home after a hard day work and he drinks a fucking Heineken NA. Zero point zero, Brent. Non-alcoholic Heineken. When you hate yourself and you care enough to spend the worst or to buy the worst. I don't that's know. The, I think that'll work. Mm-hmm. We should send that to him. Sometimes he buys bottles and sometimes he buys cans because I think he likes to switch it up. I don't. I hate the cans, and uh, I just buy the cans if there are no bottles. But the other night I was drinking a couple of Heineken NAs and watching not only Grumpy Old Men, but Grumpier Old We did. Man. We watched Grumpy and Grumpy Old Men. They are dirty movies, and it is hilarious. Burgess Meredith, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, uh, just do what I do and call it um, Heineken, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> hey, nah. you want to crack open a couple near beers and watch some '90s comedies? You got it, but they better have Daryl Hannah in it. Hey, Daryl Hannah, I tell you, ah! and I Darryl watching Hannel. Splash. Yeah, so. All right, so we're in England. It's the early 19th century. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, and while the story's primarily associated with the Hammersmith ghost murder case. The ghost itself is kind of a fascinating, or, or the idea of the ghost part of, it's a fascinating part of uh, the story, and we wanted to give it its, its due here, so we're going to talk that. And the story goes, for those of you playing along at home, that this bastard was a tall, ghostly figure. We're gonna use Wait, the, word the ghost, ghost a was a ghostly figure? Who would have thought? So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> this thing writes uh, itself. Draped in a flowing white sheet that covered its entire body. Fucking racist ghosts. Man. I hate them. Yeah, right? Like, why is yep. it got to be a, a, a covered in a white, a starchy top with two you, eye holes? It was very weird. This why is, you, go ahead, David. This, it's another thing they've ruined. <laughs> Ghosts are all pissed off. Son of a they bitch. took this from us, too. <laughs> you know, why do you think it's called Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Uh-oh. Buddy? Bed, Bath, and Beyond Racism. Uh, yeah, that's where uh, the, all the ghosts get their sheets. Um, <laughs> and by the way, we all know that Seabot doesn't hate racist ghosts. Maybe he just maybe he hates racist ghosts because they're treading treading too close to home for him. Or That's something. probably right. Or he, he kills a lot of racists, <laughs> so they haunt him. I don't know. Stepping I think on a lot more of the toes. former. His silence Treads. speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> this uh, this this gorgeous racist ghost is said to have two glassy, luminous eyes that glowed in the darkness, and it was reported to have appeared in various locations in. Hammersmith, uh, including well, streets, alleyways, and even the vicinity of the churchyard of St. Paul's Church. Mm. Sometimes you gotta haunt a church. I don't know. And these sightings usually occurred after dark. Surprise, surprise. And uh, people said they created an atmosphere of fear and paranoia among the local residents. The English, especially at that time, really believed in, in ghosts. Like I think everyone did at that time, you know? And and uh, enough for murder, they believed in it, as we're going to find out a little bit later. 
And uh, this thing was reported to be a silent and eerie presence, like when you see Kevin outside of your window at night, David. Yeah. You like, know? you can see me? Yeah. Well, I mean, he can, you know. Uh, the and white also, not unlike Kevin. <laughs> Not unlike Kevin, he would often glide or hover rather than just walk. I mean, just, wouldn't you? One Why? would say sashay, yeah. I think, is the Ooh, proper terminology. Yes. Sashay away, bitch. Uh-oh. Hip, 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 hip. Witnesses <laughs> claim that the ghost would suddenly appear before them, <laughs> causing them to flee in terror. Pussies. They are kind of pussies. You know, or if you ever ride in a car with Kevin, he likes to grab your arm and scream when he sees a sign up in the air or something like he did to me the other day. I start slamming on the brake. He's like, no, I just saw a sign for a guy that we know. I'm like, thank you. It's really important. I mean, he almost drove into a Starbucks, just drove right into it. And I was like, no, man, just it's just a billboard. Yeah, he was very excited about this billboard. Drive through it, not in it. Yeah, just drive through. And the house Aim for the back. <laughs> it's like a punch. Uh, uh, it's like conspiracy, but said pussies are not. This caused a public panic, as ghosts are one to do when it's reported everywhere. Awesome. Uh, and the ghost appearances led to a climate. We're gonna call it a climate. A climate of fear and panic in this Hammersmith area. Of course, local newspapers grabbed onto it, and they start telling all the sightings. And this fuels the hysteria, if you will. Hey, hey, hey. Hmm. And uh, people got afraid. They're afraid to go out after dark and uh, rumors of the ghost that is being malevolent, attacking people, or at least it having malevolent intentions. They began to circulate as, as stories are one to do. And this is a time, like I said, where um, local papers didn't do a lot of due diligence. Uh, what spoiler they would just go oh really we'll print that i mean how many times in investing things have you ran into that david probably five <laughs> um <laughs> less than five dick god <laughs> all the time man they would just like hey or what they call that like yellow journalism where they didn't like look uh -huh. into it you know they just they um they uh just reported whatever you gotta sell those want. papers and then you the the little paper boys are over yeah, here if i have five cents and you know the hammers with ghosts and then that person goes home and they talk to their family like this hi how are you how's hi. everything doing hello i'm a paper boy yeah how was work honey Oh, it was fine. And now I've got to do homework. Yeah, it's homework, which is working in the mind because it was the 1800s. In, in, <laughs> in um, <laughs> yeah. So enter two women. The story likes to tell. Finally. One elderly and the other one pregnasty, if you will. She's very pregnant. Um, I'm sure it was a, 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 a very uh, uh, just normal pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> reported to have been seized by the ghost on two separate occasions while walking near the churchyard and they were so frightened that they fucking died. Now, is there proof of that? No, there's no proof, but they still put that in the papers. Mm. I, I like I like this. They died from shock yeah. a few days after. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and oh, a few oh. days later, my heart gave out. Um. Yeah. The one, human body's a resilient thing. One was really old, and the other one was pregnant, and they died a few days later. Who knew? Yeah. In the middle of childbirth, she goes, "Up, oh, nope, scared, ghost, <laughs> still scared." Forty-eight to seventy-two hours later. <laughs> and then, speaking of beer, a brewer's servant, Thomas Groom, later testified that while walking through the churchyard with a companion one night, close to oh. nine p.m., something. Rose from behind a tombstone and seized him by the throat. That's great. Sometimes you got to grab them. How close were they the to these tombstones? These How many graves? times do you? Are they walking over graves? Right. 
Hey, or is that that, or is it an arm like in Ghostbusters Two? Oh, where, when he grabs the baby. Yeah, the, yeah. There was goo pouring out of everywhere during the time. Uh, hearing this scuffle of obviously a ghost, the apparition, and a man and his companion. Uh, well, his companion is the one who, who uh, turned around, and the ghost gave me a twist around. He said, this is a quote, gave me a twist around and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my first, with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. David, what do you charge for a twist around with a happy ending? (laughs) Probably $8 base price. And then if you want the extras. Eight quid. Sorry. I mean, we were all thinking it. Eight quid. Eight quid, governor. (laughs) That's for true. You... You, you want extra, you were looking at a guinea. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then on December 29th, William Oh, can Girdler. I stop you real quick? What's that? Sorry, Brent. Sorry, Brent. I wanted to point out a, a fun fact about Thomas Groom. Yeah. Ironically, never married. <laughs> I think that's why he was with a companion at night. In it was a just churchyard. a companion, yes. Oh. Yes. Mm. Then he turned around and saw what was grabbing the guy by the throat. Mm. And he was like, ooh, I, as a companion, ought to ra- add this to my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sorry. William Girdler, uh, which sounds like something <laughs> some of you get out of All right, you're never going to believe this, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Girds. <laughs> so this is on December 29th. Uh, a night watchman he was, and he saw the ghost while near Beaver Lane. Yes! He chased the bastard, as you do. <laughs> wow. Chase. Sometimes is, you got to chase him down Beaver Lane, you know? The don't come easy. What is going on in Hammersmith? It Man. don't come easy. You know that Ringo song? No, no one does. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> apparition. Asshole. We're going to put quotes around apparition here. Threw off its shroud and managed to escape as ghosts are what to do. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. It threw wow. off. Yeah, the night watchman goes, yeah, he threw off his uh, coat or his his ghostly shroud and it was like, cheese it. It's like the opposite okay. of an invisibility cloak. Yeah. <laughs> this this seems to me to uh, insinuate that Mr. Girdler was trying to get this ghost well, if the all... ghost escaped, right? Yeah. I always tell everyone I know, if you see a demon, a ghost, anything, establish dominance immediately. Just pull your pecker out. If you see a demon, say a demon. They're like, I'm here for your soul. Start with my dick. They always turn away. Yeah. Take 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 it out through here. Take me to Pleasure (laughs) Town first there, Captain. Take me to Beaver Lane first. We're going down Beaver Lane and someone's going to get to chewing on this log. No girdles here. <laughs> I hope you're ready for a girdler. More like a girder. It's not very big. And well, It's like the yeah. worst Batman villain. <laughs> the girdler. <laughs> well, gird is real. Mm-hmm. Stop. God. Not Find, that it, Brent. Find it, Brent. <laughs> Find, Find it. Find it. Find it quicker. Find it. Uh, lots of ghosts drop their sheets of blood, though. Isn't that true? Isn't that what we're doing with? We all know that. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, oh, ghosts, man! You, you, they just when you think you know them, one of them pulls out a penis. But anyway, uh, this story all culminated in much like all of our stories, fucking death, death of one Thomas Millwood, and uh, not by the reported ghost though. We're gonna find that out. So that is more to the story. It's break time. We come back, thirteen percent less penis talk and more murder. 
on Hysteria 51. Thank Crom. <laughs> Thank Crom is right. No <laughs> Thank one needs, Crom. No one needs that kind of penis talk. I'm going to hold you to that. You said 13%. You're going to hold less? me to penis talk? Yeah, yeah I walked right into that one. Mm-hmm. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, they design it for long-term retention, you know? Yeah. uh, If you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% off. (laughs) Rashate. (laughs) Redeem it. 50% 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, sir. <laughs> the death of Thomas Millwood, if you will. Tell us a little story, Mr. Flora. All right. So the date is January 3rd, 1804. Just a few days later. The time is 1030 in the PM. Mm-hmm. And it's at the corner of Beaver Lane once again. Uh-oh. I said 13% less, so I'm going to skip this one. Well, that beaver's not a penis. <sighs> Girls no, have but the corner of Beaver Lane intersects with uh, Cock Hedge. Yeah, so. yeah. Cock Hedge. They, they, call that, they call that Tank Corner, I think is what that is. <laughs> is that Tank Corner? Yeah. There's just a little spot there in the yeah, middle of it. Yeah, a little spot. <laughs> uh, and if you're lucky, so, it's the not a grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> So we return to Ghost Chaser and <laughs> Spectral Shroud Collector William Girdler. Girdler! Girdler! <laughs> Girdler met one of the armed citizens patrolling the area. Yeah. 29 year old excise officer Francis Smith. Yeah, Frankie people Smith. Took up, yeah, they took up arms. They're like, well, the ghost's out. Get your guns. You know, literally, as, as you do. Now, England was a you know was a little wilder then, or maybe less wild. I don't know. This is only what about fifteen years before the novel Frankenstein came out, where where people... it's also about uh, fifteen years before Springhill Jack. Yeah, well, and this is one of those things that it's kind of in the same vein of Springhill Jack almost. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, uh, we got an armed man. Yeah, and he was armed with a shotgun. Get your scatter gun, uh, boy. That'll take out a ghost. Smith told Girdler he was going to look for the supposed ghost. Girdler agreed that he would join Smith after he had called the hour at 11 p.m. 11 p.m., everyone. That's, that's my, that's my English. And all's well. He's a knocker-upper. No, he was an excise. But yeah, he's a tax man. Anyway, sorry about that. Nah, they would take the ghost if possible. Of course they were. I'm going to take that ghost on Beaver Lane. And then they went their separate ways. Yeah, yeah take the ghost, man. So Sometimes you got take to. Take the ghosts. Uh, <laughs> just after... 11 p.m., Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, a bricklayer who was wearing the normal white clothing of his trade. Yeah, like you know, like painters now wear white. Well, bricklayers at that time did. What was he wearing? Uh, here's the quote. Linen trousers entirely white, washed very clean, a waistcoat of flannel, apparently new, very white, and an apron, which he wore around him. Yeah, so, you know, a ghost. <laughs> Millwood had been heading home from a visit to his parents and sister who lived in Black Lion Lane. Yeah, not as not as fun. Well, I mean, you could take that in a couple different ways, <laughs> but uh, according to Millwood, uh Millwood's sister and Mill Millwood mm-hmm. immediately after seeing her brother off, she heard Smith challenge him saying, "Damn you! Who are you and what are you? Damn you, I'll shoot you." Jesus, after with which the guns. After which Smith shot him 
Okay. In the left of the lower jaw and killed Jesus, him. man. That's Boom, headshot. Crazy. Yeah. Um, that's what paranoia can do, yo. Yeah, you're exactly right. People are getting, you we know, they're, they're taking up arms. Uh, and, you know, we all know the, the only weakness for a ghost is bullets. That is true. We were talking about that earlier. I thought it was cocaine. No, that's for, that's for, uh, actresses. <laughs> or the decade of the eighties. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. what you going to do? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, after hearing the shot, Girdler and Smith's neighbor, one John Locke, no, not that John. Yeah, Locke. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> Together with a George Stowe met Smith who quote unquote appeared very much agitated. And upon seeing Millwood's body, the others advised Smith to get the fuck out of there. Hey, maybe you should go home. Fuck dude. off. You just killed a ghost. But leave leave the gun here. <laughs> Definitely not a bricklayer. Yeah. Yeah, Take right? the cannoli. Yeah. Yeah. The so they, they told him <laughs> they told him to cheese it. And uh, soon after a constable arrived at the scene and took Smith into custody. Mm-hmm. So he didn't go home. Well, or went and got him, you know, one or the other. Went home and got him. So Millwood's corpse was carried to an inn where a surgeon, Mr. Flora, I'm sorry, Flower, <laughs> uh, examined the body promptly on January 6th. I had to have just smelled great laying there for like a couple days. Mm. That's three days later. Promptly. Uh, it's, and it's what are like we doing with shock. this body? Take it to the inn. <laughs> it's like the shock. It's like three days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, lo and behold, he pr- pronounced him dead, <laughs> and the death was the result of a gunshot wound on the left side of the lower jaw with a small shot, about size number four, which uh, one of which had penetrated the vertebrae of the neck and injured the spinal marrow. Yeah, so he'd shot him with a shotgun, and some of the buckshot went, it went in through. And, and uh, I hate it when my spinal marrow gets injured. Spinal marrow uh, opened for flesh dumpster. Uh, and the last time you mm-hmm. saw them, right? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, of course, Flesh Dumpster opened for Hate Beak, which is a real band. <laughs> it's a death metal band with a parrot for a oh, lead I didn't singer. think they were a fucking reggae band, but thanks. Well, <laughs> a death metal band with a parrot for a singer? It's real. Oh, my God. It's fucking awesome is what it is. Anyway. I mean, all you have to do is... <laughs> right? That's pretty much what it sounds like. You can listen. They're on Spotify. Oh, enough with this whole uh, paranormal bullshit. Let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. Try the Paranormous. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but you should not go around shooting people even if you think they're ghosts. That's a that's a even hey, if they're ghosts. If you don't like it, why don't you fucking get out of the United States, yeah. bitch? Yeah. Uh, that's a travel tip <laughs> even uh, if you're outside of the United States. It kind of goes stick in your pocket. It follows you pretty much wherever you go. I don't know if you know it. that. And as David Tell always says, if a finger it feels like more than two fingers, it's probably a dick. Those are two things you can take with you. Kind of follows you wherever you go. I mean, that's that's. All right, it's still it's still at, it's still at thirteen percent less. So you're doing yep, well. Yep. Um. So surprise, surprise. Ghost Slayer Francis Smith was tried for wilf, willful murder. That's willful. I was looking for there. Murder. Willful Brimley. <laughs> he died to beat us. Um. The deceased's <laughs> wife even knew he was in danger because of how he had dressed literally. Uh, the dude's wife, who's Mrs. Fulbrook, not the same name, said that she'd warned him to cover up his white clothing with a great coat because people had already mistaken him for a ghost and tried to attack him before. But he's like, I'm no fucking pussy. I'm going out there and that's right. Know, I'm laying brick. And who can afford a great coat? A good coat, maybe, but not a great coat. Right. 
You know what? That's some shitty luck, especially twice. But we got a quote from Mrs. Fulbrook's testimony at the Old Bailey Trail, as they called it. <laughs> Let us know what he said there, Mr. Flora. Or she, that is. She said... <clears throat> On Saturday evening, he and I were at home, for he lived with me. He said he had frightened two ladies and a gentleman who were coming along the terrace in a carriage. For that, the man said he dared to say, there goes the ghost. That he said he was no more a ghost than he was, and asked him, using a bad word, did he want a punch in the head? I begged him to change his dress. Thomas, says I, as there is a piece of work about the ghost and your clothes look white, pray do put on your great coat that you may not run in any danger. So I didn't know that uh, Mrs. Fulbrook was in Monty Python. Yeah. 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 Her uh, her parrot is dead. It's deceased, ah, it turns out. That... <laughs> it is no more. Oh, Millwood's sister testified that although Smith had called on her brother to stop or he would shoot, Smith fired a gun immediately. Like, hey, stop or you're the bang. Gotcha. Maybe it was his mom who shot, like Sylvester Stallone. Stop or my mom will shoot. Stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Estelle Getty reference. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Lots of people came and declared that Smith was of good character. Uh, but fuck that. The chief judge whose name is as fucking baller as it gets. All right. You guys ready for this? One Lord Chief Baron Sir Archibald MacDonald. Lord Chief Baron Sir Archibald MacDonald. Wow. Man. I only hope and aspire to be a Lord Baron, sir. <laughs> Don't forget the chief. Lord, sorry. Yeah, he doesn't Lord even think chief he could be Baron, a Lord sir. Chief Baron. That's like impossible. Lord Chief Baron, sir. Sir, uh, wow. uh, <laughs> Esquire, I mean, DDS. I, I, you know, if you want to get technical, maybe the Lord and the Sir. I don't know, I don't know but uh, he's now a Monsignor as well in my mind. Oh, Archie, <laughs> Esquire, uh, advised the jury that malice was not required of murder, merely an intent to kill, which obviously was there because uh, he went out with a gun and killed the first dude he found in white. Uh, what oh did he gosh. say about it, sir? I'm letting you read all of these. Oh, this is Lord Chief Baron this is Sir. Lord Chief Baron Sir okay. Archibald MacDonald. Let's Don't give it nasty. as much gravity as possible. <laughs> <clears throat> I should betray my duty and injure the public security if I did not persist in asserting that this is a clear case of murder. If the facts be proved to your satisfaction. <laughs> All killing whatsoever amounts to murder unless justified by the law or in self-defense. In cases of some involuntary acts or some sufficiently violent provocation, it becomes manslaughter. (laughs) Not one of these circumstances occur here. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Harumph, harumph. I didn't get a harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy over there. (laughs) Give the Lord Chief Baron, sir, a rump. A rump, a rump. <laughs> you watch your ass. Uh, he said that Smith had neither acted in self-defense nor shot Millwood by accident, as we all kind of know. He had not been provoked by the supposed apparition, nor had he attempted to apprehend it. He just <laughs> shot the motherfucker. It's coming right for us. Oh, my God, it's coming right for me. Millwood. Had not committed any other offense to justify being shot, and even if that supposed ghost had been shot, would not have been acceptable as 
frightening people while pretending to be a ghost if it wasn't a real ghost. Not a serious felony. Uh, it's what they called a far less serious misdemeanor, meriting only a small fine and uh, <laughs> not death upon sight. I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, mm-hmm. the judge closes remarks by reminding the jury that the previous good character of the cues meant nothing in the case. So fuck <laughs> that dude. Nice. Wow. I like yeah. to think he said that. I don't know if that's true or not. And uh, old MacDonald directed the jury to find, the directed accused, the jury. Uh, to find him guilty of murder if they believe the facts presented by all of the witnesses. And if they were not pussies. That is, if they were not pussies, and I don't think they were. Uh, they only consider for an hour, and then the jury returned a verdict of manslaughter, and, and uh, Archie was like, fuck you. The court could not receive such a verdict. They must either find him guilty of murder or acquit him. And they returned again with a verdict of guilty. Wait, can you do that? You can, if the jury comes back and says, here's our verdict, they can go, no, 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 no. Well, you can go, that's not what the option was. Like, the, you got to say he's guilty in the or not, and they yeah. go, it's manslaughter. Okay. He says, no, is he guilty of murder or not? Right. Gotcha. And uh, after passing the customary sentence of death, which is what they did for all of these, mm-hmm. McDonald said that he intended to report the case to the king who had power to commute the sentence because he was like, I don't know if this dude should die because of this, because um, he only killed a bricklayer and we don't respect bricklayers. It's 1804. <laughs> uh, and the initial sense of hanging was uh, commuted to one year's hard labor. Uh, I believe it was hanging and dissection. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they got to figure out what was wrong with him. At sure, that time. of course. Yeah. Let's look at his brain. It's for science. Everything is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, death to hard labor. We still got a ghost out there. This guy wasn't the ghost. Or, may, or maybe not. Maybe it's not ghost. We're going to figure that out. After uh, the break here, we're going to do a little ghost hunting on Hysteria 51. You didn't tell me we were going to be hunting ghosts. I can't do that. Always hunt ghosts. Uh-huh. Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts. Your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days. Joints, odors, it's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them is healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria today. What kind of legal recourse are we dealing with here? Well, despite Smith escaping the gallow, as you do, or gallows, 
there was a widespread belief that the outcome was unsatisfactory as the cases exposed a flaw in the legal system or code, or they thought there was. Like, what do you do in this situation? And what that was was a sin on the lack of defense available to an individual acting in good faith and huh. believing action, including violence, was necessary. Now, that probably needs to be on a case-by-case basis, and this one seems a little dubious at best to me. But um, having misunderstood a situation in, you know, in this situation with the Hammersmith ghost case, um, it was mentioned in a number of trials in the years that followed. Finally, the Court of Appeals settled uh, the matter of what to do in a case like this. A couple years later? 1984. Holy shit. <laughs> 180 wow. years later. Well, um, better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of Regina V. Williams. Uh, Gladstone Williams saw a man dragging a youth who was screaming out for help along the street. Uh, and he Gladstone. thought it was like excessive violence. He was attacking him, he thought. Uh, he thought the, the youngster was a victim of assault. So he hit and injured the supposed attacker, hoping to prevent them from killing or stealing or, you know, hurting this person. Turns out, though, Williams had, mess, Williams had misread the situation. The victim was attempted to detain the youth, uh, the actual offender, until police arrived. And Williams was arrested and subsequently convicted of assault, but appealed because he's like, fuck you. I'm, I thought I was doing the right thing. The appeal was successful and established that if an individual believed, even mistakenly, that force was necessary to protect himself or herself or to prevent a crime from being committed, then as long as the belief was reasonably held and the prosecution could not prove otherwise, no crime could have said to take place. I don't know that I feel that this is right when the dude went out looking for a ghost and shot the first thing he saw. Boy, oh boy. I mean, it wasn't white. (laughs) It's true. Um, so that's a, there, that's a hot, hot take, hot take. Thank you. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too hot in, in this either, but I believe there was a, a case in the United States just a couple of years ago where kind of the exact same thing happened, except, yeah. uh, one, one side wasn't a ghost. Oh, I see they what were, you're And, and I feel like this echoes that pretty closely. Do you guys think, do you, do you, are you digging what I'm, I know exactly what, I'm giving you what you're the talking forward? about and, uh, are you scooping what I'm pooping? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, this principle was written into law 180 years, like we said, and the Hammersmith ghost was finally laid to rest, so to speak. To haunt no more. No, uh, well, that might not exactly be true because oh. who or what was the ghost? And we got a murder. So did we get another ghost? we got a couple more questions here, gentlemen. Um, that part was not near as fun as the rest of the story and <laughs> laws. Um, but the, uh, the Hammersmith ghost was apprehended. They have a trap. Uh, no, it was a dude dressed up. Oh, uh, at least the story. So goes it was to say. a literal dude. It was a dude. He said he was frightening people in retaliation for someone had scared his children by telling them ghost stories. <laughs> so he wanted to scare the adults. Um, I found what that in a fuck? couple tellings of this, but not all of them. So take with you as you will, you know, you guys scared my peeps. So I'm going to scare you guys and people need to die. <laughs> um, wow. It's just a misdemeanor. So you can carry on. No yeah. About moving, it, you know? Just small fine. Yeah. Um, but now because of all this, oh. we got a real ghost of the local swear. They, they, you think the market showed, Hey, we can handle a ghost. The and market ghosts are like, did. we got to get to Hammersmith. Hey, uh, we need a ghost, you know, so call up the team. Uh, remember old Thomas Millward, the guy, uh, you know, the unfortunate bricklayer who just wanted to wear his uniform. 
Uh, he wasn't smart enough to wear a coat, but he was smart enough to wear his uniform to work. Anyway, uh, that unlucky bastard still haunts the Black Lion pub where his body was laid to rest so they could check it out a couple days later. Yep, he's dead. Yep, I'm for sure he's dead. Yeah. And uh, wow. this pub displays a plaque recounting the story. And guess what, gentlemen? Oh, what? Drinkers hear their names whispered. Ooh. Computers turn themselves on no. upstairs. There's floorboards that creak. People hear them. Uh, you know, people walking behind them. They get pinched. Uh, you know, things like that. Because we all know bricklayers love to haunt. Yeah. I don't know, man. What do you guys think? I think that there's certainly no explanation for somebody walking above you, it, it, except that it's a ghost. It doesn't matter if somebody lives there. Creek, That's definitely creek, a ghost. Creek, creek, creek. I don't know, man. I don't know. If, uh, houses that are a few hundred years old never settle, so don't worry about that. <laughs> you know, you never, you never hear weird noises. Never you know, it's once. like when you know, it's like that bleeding wall in my basement we just made that an accent feature yeah it's it really is nice it is yeah it is you put a it couple of uh, easily, plants on either side of it frame yeah. it put some you know yeah. recessed lighting in there and man now it's a focal nice. point it used yeah. to be terrifying nice. now yeah. you can you it's, can build a room around that i mean it's <laughs> still yeah, it's, it's still it really terrifying. ties it together uh here is the second fireplace and that's the hellmouth right there so beautiful home <laughs> yeah. beautiful home yeah. nothing to worry yeah. about mm. i don't know it, th this whole hammers with ghost murder case it kind of remains a cautionary tale about consequences of mob mentality, man. Maybe don't now, as you said with Frankenstein, get your pitchforks and your that's right. And your um, what am I trying to say? Uh, well, the, 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 the fire. What is it called? Oh, torches. Torches. Thank you. <laughs> he was just couldn't get pushing there. his hand up in the air. I was like, I don't know what you're doing there. You know, you take the law into your own hands. Unless you're you're too cool to play by your own, you know, the rules. You play by your own rules. And you got like a unusual pet and a mullet, you know. Then you got your own 80s TV show. And then you can play by your own rules. But uh, otherwise. I'm a loose cannon. Yeah. I play by my own rules. I play by my own rules. Mm. Unless you, you know, you know, if you, you're a, a movie, a movie starring a dude who got uh, taken out by Bo Jackson. So anyway, um, <laughs> you know, come on, think. Think the boss, the boss. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and he had an iguana as a pet. Did he? Yeah, and a mullet. He played by his own rules, man. That's a. That's for sure. I'm starting to think this guy plays by his own rules. <laughs> uh, it's inspired literary works, plays. There's modern retellings. You know, it captures the the you know the time. The supernatural was a big part of you know thoughts and things in England. Like you said, it was right before Spring Hill Jack. It's like just this thing that's still around and you know there's a there's a bar you can go to and get pinched and your name called and stuff like that you know it's uh i'd pay good money for that i would i would pay yeah what was that thing you did earlier i asked how much it costs i've already forgot the uh, twist and turn or whatever. <laughs> yeah twist yeah, with a happy ending <laughs> i take the sad ending please yeah, um but you know fear That'll is a hell extra. of a drug tragedy fear you know putting justice in the community's hands um, and it's one of those things where the legacy endures as a reminder. There are dangers of hysteria, uh, and, uh, it's a compelling story. It's in the public consciousness and that's kind of fun as long as you didn't get murdered by it. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we're saying here is there's nothing like vigilante or pioneer justice. We're going to go with pioneer. Uh, is that Frontier more like a justice. little house on the Frontier prairie? Frontier justice. 
Yeah. <laughs> got my pants on. I'm gonna get my gun. <laughs> it's it's a prospector. It sounds like a, <laughs> a prospector. A story. Is that why you're in the bus? <laughs> you got a lot of pants on him. You know. <laughs> this sounds like a story that that would have taken place in a, a middle of of America, 2011. <laughs> And then we took up our guns and went and, uh, oh, oh, I shot Derek. Sad but true. That is sad but true. It also could have happened in an episode of Murphy Brown. Uh, Isn't that painter? The painter friend of her was always in white. Yeah, and a ghost. Yeah. Mm. He was never there. (laughs) And Murphy Brown, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but always packing. So, oh yeah, yeah, oh sure. She she brought the heat. Uh, Speaking of always packing, I'm just. It surprises me that. There's a um, somebody getting shot component to this story. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I just don't now, think. Yeah. L- law wise, could I'm asking this because I don't know. D- um, could the guy who was dressing up as a ghost be taken to to court by the guy who was uh, convicted of the the murder? In, in a today's wrongful date? death yes. kind of thing. Right? Like there's some amount of accountability, a right. percentage, right? I would think. And by the family of the guy that was murdered even also. Yeah. Huh? I think it's going to be yeah. more than a small fine, or at least I would fucking hope. You know, it's, a, it's a small this is not fine. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, you know, and he would have gotten away with term. it too if it wasn't for, for, the, your, for those damn kids. <laughs> meddling kids yeah. and your dog. Whoop. Mm. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, Beaver Lane. So, man, the stories in Beaver Lane, right? I tell you. Mm. That's, uh, They're deep. <laughs> it's a... Uh, if you've got a story about Beaver, Beaver Lane, Lane, we want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beaver at Hysteria 51. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you can. You can reach out to us. Uh, Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod is our regular Facebook page. Also, uh, go to Facebook, look up Hysteria Nation. That is our chat group. We are very active in there. It's lots of fun. Patreon, you can get all these episodes uh, for free. No ads, or not for free, but ads from $1 on. So uh, lots of goodies on there. Voicemail, we still need them, 773-669-7277. And you can find all of this at hysteria51.com. And then send a friend there, send a uh, an enemy, a colleague, send a Kevin. A ghost. Tell him about Kevin's show. Sad times. Tell them about David's 19 shows, five minute frights, uh, quiz, quiz, bang, bang, blurry hysteria, uh, twi- twist. Photos. What was it called? Twist from uh, uh, twist around. Yeah. Happy ending. Yeah, twist around happy ending. That's his new one. Uh, that's I new- didn't know, David, you, you'd cut back to 19 shows, huh? Yeah. I had to drop one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> murder. He wrote, uh, yeah, guys, it. get us in and tell us, uh, tell us about some ghosts like this that you want to hear about. And, uh, if you would have uh, found this guy guilty or if was it all a sham, 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 uh, with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Kevin. I've been David. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke. Meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?
Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.